he's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a hot August morning. We're halfway through the. We are halfway through the. Um, through the month of August, getting on towards the end of summer. Boy, my tank sure could use some water, and um, I'm telling you, um, the uh, yeah. It's, boy, we need some water bad, don't we? We need to be praying for rain, praying for a break in this weather. Actually, kind of the downside of the break in this weather is that um, is that uh, my wife has a whole bunch of things for me to do. As soon as the weather starts getting cooler, there's a whole list of outdoor jobs that, you know, I'm sort of kind of looking forward to them, but, you know, it's work. So as long as it's 117 outside, I don't have to go out and do it. So anyway, love you, honey. We'll get that porch built um, So someday. Um, so we got some things on your calendar. I know there's a lot of excitement about Bethel coming to town tonight. Do you know, someone recently uh, wrote me an email, and they're not going to listen to this program anymore because uh, so I can talk about them. But they, uh, they wrote me an email and said I was supporting Beto. They said no longer could they listen to the Matt Long Show or support anything that uh, I do at the Capitol because I'm a supporter of that tyrant. Um, then they some kind of Spanish word, Beto, something. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. I don't know how you could possibly listen to this program and think that I'm supporting Beto. I, I don't even know how it's even possible. So whoever sent that email, I'm sorry, but you're just an idiot. So, um, and I know you're not listening, so I can call you all kinds of names, um, but that was a pretty stupid email. So uh, who knows? Maybe tomorrow I'll come up with a first name and a last name just to tell people, you know, out there, nah, I wouldn't do that. So anyhow, got some things on your calendar. Yeah, Beta's going to be at... Uh, the um, um, at LBJ tonight, uh, Ladybird Johnson Park. It's six o'clock, and uh, there's um, there's going to be a lot of uh, good guys up there, a lot of uh, bad guys up there, and I'm talking about on both sides. Um, and uh, it's uh, just uh, be careful out there this evening. And uh, there you go. That's all I can say. Just be careful. That's at six o'clock at Ladybird Johnson Park. Um, and uh, let's see. Thursday, the 18th, that would be tomorrow night, the Hill Country Preppers um, are going to be having their monthly meeting, and uh, actually Steve Lehman's going to be on the line with us here at the bottom of the hour, I'm going to tell us more about that, so we'll uh, hold off on that uh, till we get Steve on the line, but that is tomorrow night at Buzzies, and uh, they're going to have a gardener on there, not just any gardener, but a master gardener. So we'll have to see. Um, I don't know if we have to, if they call him doctor, um, you know, like Dr. Jill. Um, but anyway, we'll find out uh, from uh, Steve Lehman um, here at the bottom of the hour. Also this Friday, my wife and her uh, awesome company, Advantage Care Services, is going to be doing a fundraiser. They do have a nonprofit portion 
of uh, there is a nonprofit as well as her business. Um, and the nonprofit is having a little fundraiser on Friday. They're going to be um, they're going to be uh, selling uh, handmade, homemade milkshakes on Friday from one to five. All kinds of other fun things as well. Um, and that's uh, over at Advantage Care Services. That's in uh, the Tyvydale Business Park over in Fredericksburg, right next to the airport. If you pull into the only entrance to the Tyvydale Business Park and go all the way straight to the back and make a left, then you will find yourself in front of ACS, Advantage Care Services, and there'll be some fine people there to uh, take your order for a handmade, uh, homemade milkshake. Don't even know what kind of flavors they're going to have, but uh, maybe I can tell you tomorrow about it. But that's a Friday from 1 to 5 in the heat of the day. You know, take your lunch a little bit late and... Uh, then go by for dessert at uh, over at Tyvydale Business Park this Friday at 1 o'clock. Um, <clears throat> Saturday, the 20th, our good friends in Bandera are going to be having a Trump rally and parade. You heard it right. They're going to meet at the Red Horse Saloon uh, in Bandera at 11 o'clock on uh, Saturday. At 11 o'clock, they're going to be meeting at the Bandera Red Horse Saloon. I'd get there a little bit early, bring your uh, Trump flags and uh, all of that stuff, and uh, go on a little drive with the uh, good folks in Bandera. That's at 11 o'clock, starting at the Red Horse Saloon. Tuesday, we're going way on down the calendar. I'm really excited about this. I've seen this movie now um, already, and uh, but uh, we're excited to be bringing it to Fredericksburg. I'm sorry, to the Hill Country. In fact, it's going to be shown at the Y.O. in Kerrville, and this is on Tuesday, the 30th, a free showing of the movie Grid Down, Power Up, and uh, it's going to start at 6.30. Uh, the, uh, our very own wonderful, not our very own, but Texas's own uh, Senator Bob Hall, who represents a, a large swath of uh, northeast Texas, um, as a senator, is uh, going to be down uh, giving the uh, uh, giving this presentation, taking questions and answers on it. Um, the The grid has been Senator Bob Hall's main focus since he got into office, and the power grid, and he is probably the number one uh, expert um, in Austin, elected official in Austin. He knows more about the power grid, what's going on, than just about anybody, and he is fighting tooth and nail to see that our power grid gets hardened. And um, you, if you don't know, Texas has its own power grid. Yes, that's right. There are three power grids in the United States. There's the East Power Grid, the West Power Grid, divided by the Rocky Mountains, and then there is Texas. All right. We have our own power grid. We actually, we give a little bit of power up to Oklahoma and some of our neighbors are a little bit into that grid, but, uh, that's all right. We'll be, you know, that's what we're supposed to do is help support our neighbors. So, um, but this, uh, showing of grid down power up is, a is very, very important movie. You need to see this, encourage you to, uh, go see that. And I'll bring you more information as we get closer. So we've got a little bit of, uh, let me give you a little bit of Ben Franklin, and then we will have uh, Mr. Sions on the line with us with Texas Values. Um, here's a good one. Um, 
There are lazy minds as well as lazy bodies. There are lazy minds as well as lazy bodies. Boy, did Ben Franklin know that one. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. You know you can get these uh, programs up on podcast sites. Wherever podcasts are found, the Matt Long Show is available. And uh, these are just, uh, we just take the everyday programming and uh, clean the weather and the news out of it. And uh, we put it up on all the podcast sites. So if uh, Mr. Science says something awesome today, which he does every Wednesday, you'll be able to pass it on and tell folks uh, that uh, you can hear this on uh, the Matt Long Show podcast sites. Mr. Science of Texas Values, welcome to the Matt Long Show. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good to be with you. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have you here on Wednesday morning. So tell us a little bit about uh, Texas Values. I know we say this every week, but I think it's important. So tell us who Texas Values is. Well, Texas Values is the largest faith and family organization in the state of Texas that's nonprofit, Christian-based, and focuses on the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And we've got supporters in all 254 counties of the state. We also have a affiliated organization, Texas Values Action, that get in, gets involved um, in the endorsement process. And, and a big part of our work is what happens at the Texas Capitol and state and local government on faith and family issues. Okay, that's uh, and you guys are very important and uh, have always been a good connection for us and a good resource for all those who uh, who want to fight for the the values that we all uh, believe in and have in common. So one of the values we have is what gets taught to our kids in school. This is very very important. We know that it's a biblical uh, uh, idea that whatever you raise your child with, that is the path they will continue in. And if you let the public schools or your television or your uh, computer raise your children, then um, that's what they're going to go with. Um, the State Board of Education reviews all the different books and, and uh, materials that your school children are going to take in. And this year, the, um, there was a uh, part of the workshop was on, on um, social studies. So there was uh, there are a number of things in these social studies standards that raise a lot of concern, Mr. Science. Uh, you've uh, you've got that article that Mary Catherine uh, Castle, Mary Elizabeth Castle, uh, put up um, before the SBOE had their uh, meeting recently. Tell us about some of the things that are in this new social studies uh, curriculum that we should be concerned about, and do we still have a chance to do anything about it? Yeah, well, and the title on our website is Moses and In God We Trust Are Out, and LGBT and Critical Race Theory Are Now In, in the social studies and school standards being taught throughout the state of Texas. Now, these haven't been voted on. These are, uh, this is a draft, so it's not too late if you want to get involved and do something and stop this train that's heading down the track. But that's what the article's about, and it also gives some information related to a meeting that we were part of um, a couple of weeks ago, and the vote is going to happen on August 30th 
So we're about a couple of weeks away from that. So the time is now to contact your elected state board of education. I just have to mention, Matt, I just uh, drove through your area this morning or not far from it. My, my parents live in Canyon Lake and I was making my way back through one of the most beautiful parts of the state through Wimberley and some of that area. And, you know, when, and, and myself, I'm fifth generation Texan, right? A lot of people that have moved into that area from other parts of the country, but I've lived in the state a long time. And, you know, really the, the heart of the things that we care about are foundational principles, uh, not only the beautiful geography we have in our state, but the things that have made us exceptional and, and have made attractive people to come to our state. A lot of it relates to us teaching and staying and holding true to where we came from and what makes us special. Talking about the concept of in God we trust in our public schools, this is our national motto. A lot of people move and are you know proud to be from Texas because they feel like this is where you, you can still hear and teach about these things, even though it's a part of federal law, it's part of state law. Um, some places have gone away from that. And so, you know, the, the teaching about Moses is not about his significance as a religious figure, even though that's valid. Mm -hmm. It's about his connection to law and policy. If you go up to the U.S. Supreme Court, you go to some of the National Archives and some of the, the beautiful buildings in D.C., you will see references to Moses and the connection that he has as a lawgiver. The U.S. Supreme Court has acknowledged that in the Supreme Court case from Texas, Van Orden versus Perry, when our Ten Commandments statue by the Texas Capitol grounds were challenged, that, that was uh, a victory for the Ten Commandments, but the Supreme Court talked about the significance of Moses as the lawgiver and that that's not an unconstitutional issue, just a part of history. Um, and when we were founded, something that our founders talked about. So we should continue to teach about these origins in our public school. And we certainly should not be teaching more about LGBT political ideology and critical race theory instead of that. It's not always a, a pure balancing act, but it sure comes across that way. And so um, we've been testifying on these issues uh, for many years, this is the third time I've had to go in front of the, uh, the State Board of Education, and I actually testified myself along with other members of our team, because if someone's not there to say, hey, this isn't a good idea, y'all need to not approve this, a lot of times they'll think that it's not a big deal, and the 15-member State Board of Education will approve some of these recommendations, um, and people won't be aware of it. And so, um, But we're going to need more help with this issue. So the, 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 the voice, the voice of your everyday citizen is so important. And, you know, that's what I've been doing for three, over three years now in the air is trying to tell people that your voice counts, your voice matters. You know, and, and uh, so there is still an opportunity. Folks, txvalues.org and txvaluesaction.org. Go check these guys out because you can get engaged with them and they will help you and give you some They'll give you the information you need on these websites, and if you want to go, if there is an opportunity to, I don't think the testimony, there, there's no opportunities to testify, but you can call the members of the State Board of Education, and those numbers are available in lots of places. Um, I want to kind of uh, talk about studying history. You know, we're all familiar with the concept of, you know, those who uh, fail to... Um, uh, learn about history are doomed to repeat it and we've heard that one a lot but i want to introduce one that my mom said to me growing up for years 
Jonathan, and uh, it never made sense. In fact, I always thought it was about the dumbest thing I ever heard until I got quite a bit older. But my mom, before I would go out on a Friday night or go out with some friends, she would say, remember who you are. And I just always thought, what a stupid thing to say. Mom, I love you, and I know she's listening, Jonathan, but she would say, remember who you are. Today, I realize that as a country, we need to remember who we are. That if you forget who you are and where you came from, then moving forward, you don't even know what direction you're going in. You you got something to add to that one, uh, Mr. Science? Well, there's no question about that. And, I mean, if you look at the history of Texas and our country, so much of it is about the connection to um, people's religious beliefs, religious freedom, the connection in the foundational principles of Christianity, of the Bible, the Old and New Testament, that really had a lot of influence on who we are. And, I mean, look, our Constitution is one of the most longest-lasting constitutions ever in the entire existence of the world, in our existence um, here on Earth, and there's good reason for that. And so you've got to have some foundational principles, because in those times of struggle and so on, you have to be able to reflect on that and go, okay, what really matters to us? What is our guiding rudder? What are things that we can count on that are true and that are not changed? Those are the things that students need to be learning every single year. Because if you don't, people are going to forget about them. They're going to come up with other principles, and they're going to think that they don't matter as much. And so um, they're about who we are now, but they are about who, um, you know, who we started as and, and who we are as a state and as a people, and, um, and, you, and you know, look, there, there's a part of this is there is an, a coordinated, a clear effort by some to change those things, to really erase a lot of our history, to rewrite a lot of our history. One of the things that this opportunity, when the State Board of Education reviews education standards, and, and if people aren't aware of that, we have over 1,200 school districts across the state of Texas, close to 6 million students in public school, that they, the teachers and the schools, re, you know, they, re, they uh, receive these standards that say, these are some of the minimum things that you should be teaching every year. The, uh, and so um, that's the process that we're talking about. This elected State Board of Education, they make these final decisions about um, the recommendations of what's going to be taught in our public schools. And so that's a lot of influence, right? That's all across our state. And the reason they review it is to see, do we need to change things really about, do we need to update things? Not, do we need to go back and say, I mean, if you read this article, one of the things that is recommended to be eliminated is, is to stop teaching kids about the, the background and the meaning and the actual words of the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. <clears throat> are there any more important words? There are not. That's why it is first. Okay, and I'm not saying other parts of the Constitution are not important. They're equally important. The First Amendment is one of the most important things that we should be teaching our kids so they never forget it, and they exercise it. Mm. Um, and so we don't have to have some of these meaningless conflicts um, in court cases when you have young people who are going to eventually become leaders knowing what is one of the most important foundation principles in our country, and the First Amendment is certainly that. Wow. Folks, if you want more information, the article we're talking about is up on Texas Values. I'm sorry, txvalues.org. Go over to the blog section, I believe, is where I found it. But listen, if you want to, in in fact, txvalues and txvaluesaction.org have tremendous resources for you, but you guys are putting on quite a gathering um, and I'm telling you, uh, on September 23rd and 24th 
in Austin, Texas. You just confirmed uh, your most re first of all, the list of guests was already amazing. I mean, Corey DeAngelis and uh, 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 man, just going down the Coach Joe Kennedy. Boy, that's someone I'd like to hear from. Dr. Roberts, love Dr. Roberts with the Heritage Foundation. So these are a lot of people that um, amazing. And then just the other day you said, oh, yeah, we're going to have uh, Senator Ted Cruz join us as well. Tell us more about this event, what it's going to be about, and where people can get tickets. So once a year we have the largest faith and family nonprofit law and policy event, educational event in the state of Texas. It's called the Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum. It is on September 23rd and 24th in the northwest part of Austin, Texas. That is a Friday and a Saturday. We're going to have over 25 speakers at this event from the national, state, and local level about religious freedom, about marriage and family, what's going on with parental rights, why are there drag queen events in public schools, um, what's going on on the pro-life issue, you name it. We're going to cover some of the most important talked-about issues and people that are involved in them. Coach Kennedy is a football coach who had to go up to the U.S. Supreme Court because he was fired for taking a knee at the 50-yard line and praying after a game on his own. This is voluntary prayer. Seven years took him to win his case. He finally won at the U.S. Supreme Court. He's going to be at our event. Senator Ted Cruz is going to be at the, the, the dinner that we're going to have on Friday night. Attorney General Ken Paxton, who's fighting to keep and protect our pro-life laws now that Roe versus Wade's been overturned. He's going to be one of our speakers. You mentioned Kevin Roberts, who was with TPBF, is now with Heritage Foundation, as well as local leaders like Mark Lee Dixon, who's going around Texas um, creating new law and policy at the local level to protect innocent human life on the pro-life issue. And just some fantastic – I mean, we got elected officials at the state level that are going to be there. Go to TXValues.org. I can't give you the whole list here or we run out of time of speakers – Early bird pricing is $25 for this two-day event, and it includes lunch. Wow. You're not going to find a better deal than this. Um, we want to keep it affordable because we are a family organization. We want you to be there and participate, and this has been our motto every year. We want to educate, motivate, and activate on the issues of faith, family, and freedom, and so that's what we're going to work on doing at the Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum September 23rd and 24th. There you go, folks. TXValues.org for more information. <clears throat> go to the Events tab, Events tab, and that will bring you right up to an awesome uh, flyer that gives you more information about this <coughs> and where you can uh, purchase tickets for that. Mr. Science, it's a, always a pleasure to have you on here. Thank you very much for um, coming on to the program today, sir. Thank you, Matt. Talk to you again soon. All right. There you go, folks. Uh, TXValues.org, TXValuesAction.org. A great weekend of speakers, September 23rd and 24th at the Great Hills Baptist Church in Austin, Texas. Now, there's a church that is not afraid to open their doors to what we would call political activity. Y'all stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back with Steve Lehman. All right, we are back. Have uh, on the line with me right now, Mr. Stephen Lehman with the Hill Country Preppers. And um, and uh, these guys, I'm telling you what, they meet the third Thursday of every month, and that would be tonight. 
And um, I listen, I went to their meeting last month on uh, communications, on radio communications. Goodness gracious, was that impressive. And uh, y'all had a full, a full, full house last month, did you not, Stephen? Yes, sir, we did. Oh, and a uh, slight correction, it's tomorrow night. Oh, tomorrow night. Thank you. Man, I just gained a day. How awesome is that? See, I just gained a day. It is tomorrow night, folks. That would be the third Thursday. Today is Wednesday. Um, And so this meeting's tomorrow night at uh, 6 o'clock at at Buzzies. And listen, I got there a little late last month, and I was kind of embarrassed. Uh, I had to go through the line and get my plate of food and then come in a few minutes after you had started and make my way to the seat. So... I'm telling everybody that's listening, don't do the dumb thing I did last month. Get there early. Get your uh, dinner at Buzzy's. Uh, get the desserts. Just get all their desserts, and that way you won't have to pick and choose. But get there a little early so you can be seated when the meeting starts. So y'all are starting tonight at 6. Tell us about your speaker. Who, who, who is, uh, being, uh, who's going to be talking tonight? Uh, Ann Brown. Tomorrow night. A, T- tomorrow night. Yeah, let's, tomorrow fix night. let's fix it. Let's fix it. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Thursday night. Let's fix Thursday, this. All right. Thursday night. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow night. All right. Here we. Let's try that again. Ann Brown uh, is a master naturalist. She's been with the program since I think about 2006. Uh, but she has a program for uh, firewise landscaping. How to how to protect your property from from wildfires. Uh, with natural growth and native growth and things like that. So she's going to come in and, and talk about that uh, tomorrow night. Uh, and if there's time, uh, she also has a little program on, on water catchment. Mm. So, uh, and then I've got some information uh, covering water catchment and, and firewise landscaping in the handout that we always have every month. Now, when you talk about water catchment, are you talking about just rain water, or are you talking about other uh, rights that Texas uh, Texans have with water. Uh, well, basically, uh, uh, primarily rainwater and, and stormwater, depending on your situation. Uh, if you can collect that, uh, you can use it uh, for your yards, your gardens, and then if you purify it, you can drink it. Mm. So, uh, uh, yeah, given given the the drought that we're in. Um, uh, rainwater collection makes sense for a lot of people. You know, we had um, uh, had a friend of mine who lives up uh, on uh, Possum Kingdom, and uh, the uh, not the fire that's going on this year at Possum Kingdom, but I believe it was three or four years ago, there was a big fire up at Possum Kingdom, and it started getting real close to my friend's house. And I loved going out to his place because of all the great big trees and everything that surrounded his property. And when that fire was headed there, he had to get a bulldozer and take down all the trees around his house to save his house. And so Ann Brown is going to be there, is going to tell us what are the alternatives to that, right? I mean, poor, poor Galen, that's his name. He, it, it's to save my house, i got to take down all the trees around my house. And this is a solution that Ann Brown has, isn't it? Yes, yeah, there are, there are fire-resistant trees, fire-resistant uh, plants and shrubs, uh, the placement of those, uh, you know, certain distances from the house and things like that, uh, and certain things you can do throughout the year uh, to, to reduce the chance of wildfire in your area. So uh, she's going to be talking about all of that, uh, that tomorrow night. That's good. Very, 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 very informative. 
And one more thing on catching water. I have heard my mom even says it. You know, I'm talking about my mom a lot today on the air, but my mom even says it. Washing your hair with rainwater is the only way to go. Um, and so, listen, there's all good reasons to collect your rainwater. And, in fact, in some states, it's against the law. Did you know that, Steve? I had heard that. I haven't really verified it, but, but in Texas, that's not an issue, so I don't worry about it. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, yeah, it is absolutely, and I checked into it a few years back, the state of Washington uh, does not allow you to uh, to uh, collect your rainwater. Any rain that falls on your property is considered uh, the water of everyone in the community, I guess. And so if you want to try to save it and make it useful. Yeah. Listen, we have so many crazy laws coming into Texas that this wouldn't surprise me if this was just another one that crept up. So, Steve, tell us uh, tonight again all the details, uh, when, where, who, what, and, and um, what time to get there. Again, uh, uh, we always meet on the third Thursday of every month, and uh, it's at, always at Buzzies, at least for the until we outgrow it. Mm. And we hope we don't do that. Well, actually, we hope we do. So it's a it's a it's a catch twenty two situation. Catch twenty two, yeah. Anyway, so uh, the the meetings start at six, and we usually try to finish up by seven thirty because Buzzies closes at eight. We want to be cleaned up and out of there so he can close his shop. Uh, as his restaurant so uh, but we always uh, we have different speakers every month we have a handout every month uh, a book of the month every month almost every month and uh, uh, the this year we've had really good attendance uh, there's been over 75 people at almost every meeting and uh, that kind of fills that back room pretty quick uh, and uh, we have uh, overflow parking uh, if parking lot gets full there's overflow parking across shriner at the bus depot mm -hmm. all right you've heard from steve layman hill country patriots uh, hill country preppers <laughs> meeting tomorrow night tomorrow night at buzzy's at six o'clock go early get yourself some fine barbecue and get all the desserts that way you don't have to pick and um Get there early. Support those who support us. That's so very important. Mr. Lehman, thank you so much for what you and your sister are doing to educate um, folks in the Hill Country. And thank you for coming on to the program today. Yes, sir, Matt. And thank you for supporting us. All right. There you go, folks. Straight from Stephen Lehman. Got a couple of minutes here. We, we started out uh, talking uh, about schools. And I've uh, got a couple of more uh, short school articles uh, both of these are coming from the uh, Texas Scorecard. This is a real interesting one. Um, as you are probably aware, a number of years ago, and I'm not sure when this happened, um, the uh, they passed a, a number of years ago, they passed a law that said every school in the state is going to be given an A through F rating. All right? And so just like a grade... Uh, that you get if you're in class. Um, our schools are also being graded. And so there is a list of of things that they grade it by. Uh, one of those is uh, what percentage of uh, the kids um, graduate. Another one is uh, how do they do on uh, the star tests. And, uh, and, and so they have a number of different um, objective, objective meaning they can measure the, these outcomes mathematically. 
and they take these objective measurements and they have a formula by which they then use it to give your school an A or a B or a C or a D or an F, right? You know, since I was a kid, I always wondered what happened to the E, but uh, that's just uh, that's just a mystery. We'll just have to, you know, that we'll have to ask God that one. Along with the dinosaur questions, we'll have to say, what happened to the E, God? Where did that go? So um, they've uh, changed that, you know. Nobody wants to be called failing you know everybody gets a uh, everybody gets a, a a trophy right everybody gets a trophy so uh the uh, mr morath who is the um the boss man of texas schools in the uh, texas education agency he decided that we just don't want to stigmatize people with with a failing grade you know if you if you tell someone they're failing then you've just ruined their life forever, right? I mean, that's what they want us to believe, that if you tell someone they're not, you know, you tell a kid they're not doing a good job, that they need to pick it up, that somehow that's going to ruin them for the rest of their life and that we just need to accept them for who they are. All right, son, that your ignorance is acceptable. No, that's not how we operate. So what did uh, did Mr. Morath do? He said... We don't want the, We don't want schools to be called a, to have a D or an F. I mean, how embarrassing! And so, what they did now, so there now you can get a your school district can get an A, it can get a B, or it can get a C, and then if it's below a C, all they have to do is say it's not rated. All right, it's not rated now the commissioner says um when when is this uh, appropriate he says um he says it's appropriate when it's difficult to measure or evaluate and would not accurately reflect quality of learning and achievement for the district or campus mr morath i i i i'm sorry but you're flat out wrong the whole purpose of the a through f accountability ratings was so that we would know that our school is failing or our school is almost failing. If you just say not rated to to your average consumer who may look at that may say, huh, they didn't rate that one. I guess they didn't have enough data or maybe they didn't go to that school or it's just not rated. All these other schools are rated, and uh, but this school is just not rated. Let me tell you, Mr. Morath, no matter how much you change the language, <laughs> if, if people say the school's not rated, we're going to know that means they're failing. All right? They're failing. So um, anyway, this is, um, yeah, this is what's going on. The uh, No longer can you have a failing schools. Or the other way to look at that is every single school in Texas is a, getting an A, B, or a C Oh my gosh, we have the greatest schools in the country. Yeah, we know that that's not true. Um, so the watering down of standards is going on all over the place, and uh, now your school ratings—you can't trust those anymore. And uh, someone just texted me and said, "Shh, don't say I told you." But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I've been told before about this. So the um, there you go, the TEA getting rid of uh, failing grades because everybody gets a trophy. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back with more awesome news about schools. 
You know, when uh, when Bob plays such amazing uh, bumper music, it's like I never know when to just start talking because I want to keep listening to the tune. Listen, Bob sent me a text a few months ago that said, you need to go listen to John, go watch a video, John Paul Jones on the mandolin playing Going to California. Oh, Lord have mercy. Was that an amazing video? I can't remember the name of the guitar player he was with in that video. It's a hard rock uh, recording, hard rock cafe. Um, It's a few years old, but oh, my goodness, a beautiful piece of music. Going to California on the mandolin. Boy, you all look that up today. Uh, John Paul Jones um, on uh, YouTube, Going to California. Oh, boy, it was mind-blowing. So there we go. School choice, school choice, school choice. One of those issues that for many years has been uh, uh, conservatives have said we need school choice. Uh, Rep- uh, Democrats have said no school choice. And uh, Republicans, well, you know how the, the uh, establishment Republicans, uh, they're not going to, you know, they'll kind of say we believe in school choice, but establishment Republicans are afraid to step out into anything on any direction and take a lead and uh, so hopefully the establishment Republicans will follow follow the lead of many other groups. By the way, I just got a text on the uh, Fredericksburg Independent School District's uh, score. Their rating, is it an A? Is it a B? Is it a C? Or is it a not rated? All right, we can play this at home. And uh, what do you think? A, B, C, or not rated? Ready for the answer? Have you all picked your answer? You're going to stand by? It is a letter C. The Fredericksburg Independent School District has a letter C. That's just a couple of points from being not rated. There you go. Would you rather be not rated or just be an average C? Yeah, I don't know. Kind of weird, isn't it? So our awesome school district. Everybody says their school district is the best. We don't have these problems in our school. This is awesome. We, we, our schools are great. Everybody says that. And yet here we go. The score from the TEA for the Fredericksburg independent school district is a C, a C. Um, I know lots of folks out there that if your kids brought a C home in their report card, um, uh, they would not be very happy with a C, but apparently we're all fine and dandy with our school district because very few people are standing up and fighting the school district here locally. Just a small handful of people, and they're waiting for you to join in. Um, Texas school choice. Back to school choice. That has been something the Dems have always hated, didn't want anything to do with it, that conservatives said, yeah, this is a great idea. Um, We need school choice. Schools need to operate in the same way that businesses operate. If you have a crappy grocery store, people stop going to the grocery store. All right. If there's a restaurant that has lousy service, people stop going there. They vote with their feet and their money and they go eat somewhere else and the restaurant closes. Now, you may believe you may be under the mistaken idea that uh, somehow rural schools don't have any choice. They go well, Mr. Long, there's only one school right here in, in, in Fredericksburg. Oh, no, I beg to differ with you. There are number of school choices available for you in the Hill Country. In fact, I believe, and this is just me talking off the top of my head, in the places I have lived as an adult, 
um, and I've lived in quite a few places. I'm setting my own record by being in the Hill Country since uh, for 23 years now. That's a personal record for being in any one place. Uh, before I moved here, I think my record may have been uh, eight or nine years, uh, but the average is around three years. But in all the places that I've lived in my adult life, I do not recall there being as many private schools and school choices as we have available in this in 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 this area. So no, your uh, Fredericksburg High School, Tyvydale, what whatever they call that school over in Kerrville, Ty, is it Tyvydale, Tyvy, Tyvy? Thank you. My apologies. I've only been here 23 years. Tyvee High School, um, that's not your only choice. There are lots of choices. Now, if we can get some good legislation where the money follows the student, where the money follows the student, then you can and very likely will be able to afford to send your children to another school besides the public school. You need to take this seriously, um, and uh, it looks like it looks like this may be the year. There's a lot of folks talking it up this year, um, going into the legislative session. And um, one of the things you'll legislators will tell you is, well, that's this isn't the year to do that, um, and uh, that's how they put you off. That's one of their lines. We're going to focus on, you know, blah 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 this year rather than uh, that, and so. You know, that is, uh, that's one of the lines they'll give you. So they may tell you that this year is not the year for school choice, but uh, you can not, yeah, yeah, do your best as a citizen to change their mind. But it is, uh, there's a lot of people that think it is. Now, one issue you're going to have with uh, school choice is the, uh, unless they change the education committee in the House, the public education committee in the House, all right, those guys are stuck in the mud, and they're going to listen to all the, uh, and we have proof of this because they did it to us several weeks ago. They're going to listen to hours and hours and hours of everybody that they can possibly get to testify except for parents. That's your public school, um, P public school committee in the Texas House. Um, and so, of course, all the different teachers unions and the TASB and uh, that's the Texas Association of School Boards. And all of these groups are going to say, oh, no, we can't have school choice. Um, and so it's very likely that unless there is a change, unless the Texas House, the leadership of the Texas House, unless they decide that they're not going to put a Democrat in charge of that committee this year, I think we're still going to have no school choice coming out of this legislative session. So there's another good reason to contact your local representative and ask them, are they going to support Dade Phelan, the Democrat? And he is. Dade Phelan is a Democrat. He has an R by his name, but he is a Democrat. If, they, uh, if your um, <clears throat> local uh, representative who has an R by his or her name, ask them if they're going to support Dade Phelan for Speaker of the House. Ask them if they're going to support the rule that says that uh, we have to put um, uh, Democrats in these important chairs. All right, this is how this is going to get changed. You need to get a hold of your your representative and very politely ask them to get that changed this year. Don't listen to any of their excuses. We need to put Republicans in charge of the important committees in the House and the Texas uh, Public Education House is uh, a good place to start. 
Um, I want to have a special prayer request for my brother-in-law, uh, Gary. My brother-in-law, Gary, um, uh, just, just needs some prayers today. About right now is when he needs your prayers, and I don't even think he knows you're praying for him. So let's bring Gary a miracle today. Y'all pray for my uh, brother-in-law, Gary Jones, today, please. So <clears throat> the current situation in our country just constantly reminding me of the idea of a king, right? Isn't it starting to feel like we're living under a king, whether it be in Texas and it's King Abbott or whether it be uh, the federal and it's uh, King, uh, king O'Biden? Um, we're feeling like we're living under a king. So I decided to go through, uh, first Kings yesterday, just to see if I could, uh, find anything that jumped out at me. And what jumped out at me was, uh, at the very beginning of first Kings and it's Solomon's prayer to God and then God's answer to him. So we are at first Kings three, verse six. Then Solomon said, and he's talking to God. He said, you have shown great loving kindness to your servant David, my father, according as he walked before you in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart towards you. And you have reserved for him this great loving kindness that you have given him a son to sit on the throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, yet I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. Your servant is in the midst of your temple, which you have chosen a great people who are too many to be numbered or counted. And here's his request of God. So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? And then God's reply to him, it was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon did ask for this thing. And God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for yourselves long life, have not asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, but you have asked for yourself discernment to understand justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart so that there has been no one like you before you, nor shall one like you arise after you. I've also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor. So there will not be any among the kings like you in all your days. If you walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and commandments as your father David walked, then I will prolong your day. Wow. Beautiful prayer and God's answer. Um, in first Kings three, keep, uh, my brother-in-law Gary in your prayers today, especially this morning. Take a minute, please. And pray for Gary. Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. We'll see y'all manana.